how do we find the right balance between human and artificial intelligence? What tasks should be given over to AI and what roles are best suited for people like you and me? In the business world, uh, these can be scary and complicated questions to ask, but today it's my hope that we can cut through the fear and help tackle these questions with real workplace examples to make your customer service team's life easier and more efficient. I'm Scott Leahy, and this is Esker on Air. Today, we welcome on Esker customer, Chris Raleigh. He is the customer solution manager at Fuchs Lubricants, and he sat down with Esker's own Nick Carpenter to discuss how he found the right balance between human and artificial intelligence. Now, let's pause and let's shift gears and let's talk to Chris Raleigh. Chris Raleigh is actually a leader in the customer service organization at Fuchs Lubricants. He's living and breathing this journey, and he's here to share today a little bit more about what's going on in his world. Chris, thanks for joining us today. Great to see you. Hello. Thank you for having me. Chris, you're, you've been on this journey for years now. Um, could you tell us a little bit about your journey and, and your role and, and the, what you've been up to? Um, yeah. So <clears throat> my journey uh, with, with, uh, with this struggle, we'll call it the struggle, um, you know, I'm going to talk about the past state, the present state, and the future state. Uh, the past state, we go back to prior to 2017, uh, one central email box where everything went. So we would receive, you know, orders, uh, any sort of inquiry from our customers all in one receptacle. So, so yeah, we would receive, you know, six, 700 emails a day. We couldn't tell you what, an, what was an inquiry. We couldn't tell you what was an order. We couldn't tell you which was the most important document. So we were in a, in a place of, of severe chaos. And uh, we had three supervisors at the time, and those three supervisors spent their entire day in our email box. And all they did was, was uh, uh, you know, divide and conquer you know, and assign uh, tasks to, to my team of uh, 18 throughout the day. And uh, I didn't really get the value out of them that I needed. And it was more, much more reactive than, than proactive. Um, so we knew we needed a solution. Uh, so in 2018, June, we uh, went live on Esker, the order management tool, where we could, um, you know, see all those orders. All those orders were coming to one place. Uh, we now separated the orders from the everything else. Uh, the orders were now in a place where we could manage them. They were automatically, um, you know, categorized and put in the, the categories that we needed them in. Um, and we were we had the visibility that we've been looking for. Uh, in the past, prior to Esker, you know, supervisor would, or excuse me, a, a VP or a, or a CEO would walk by my office and say, Chris, how we doing? And I would go uh, poll my supervisors and I would usually get three different answers. Um, and it was taking us sometimes four and five days to process orders, but we really didn't know because we couldn't measure it, we couldn't see it. Um, fast forward to, to going live on Esker, now we had everything in one place. We could easily see exactly the, the volume of the work that we had. We could rebalance it because we had KPIs and and other tools uh, that we made available to us so that we could rebalance our team and put people in the appropriate places. Um, and we could see how long it was taking us to process an order. So again, when 
uh, CEO walked by my office and said, you know, how are we doing? Um, I could just point to this large TV I have in my my uh, uh, bullpen um, and and they would be able to see exactly where we are, um, how much we have, how much work we have in front of us, what the day looks like. So it really brought the visibility that we needed to the company, plus the uh, the supervisors I was talking about before. Uh, in 2021, we implemented the customer inquiries management, the CIM um, from Esker, which is the email triage. So let's go back to the email box that had six, 700 emails in it. In 2018, we were able to pull all the orders away from that, but we still had a lot of assigning going on, a lot of delegating and, and distributing going on from our email box. But when we bought the CIM, the AI tool was automatically categorizing all of those emails for us. So no longer did we need supervisors to distribute. We now had supervisors who uh, were now you know, actually managing their teams and bringing the value as back to our customers. Um, so it was it was really a, a game changer. It was pivotal pivotal for us. Um, uh, hard to look back now and and look back at uh, what it was prior to. 2018 and, and what our lives were like, the chaos that we experienced and how much more, uh, uh, how much better off we are today with the, uh, with the AI tool that we have. Um, so yeah, you take that, that email box where everything went in and some were orders and some were not orders. Now we have two tools that we use, one to manage the emails, one to manage the orders. We can then manage our team and bring the value adds back to our customers. Um, and priority. So let's say you have, you know, 200 orders sitting in your queue. You don't know if email one, the oldest email or email 200 is the most important of the orders. Well, the AI tool in Esker is able to recognize and look for certain key components of a document, customer's document to see if it is important or maybe not. And so it, it, it the AI actually pulls that needle out of the haystack and allows us to address the most important orders first. So what does it do for us? Well, we've we've been able to reduce our uh, turnaround time on orders from three and four days to under 24 hours. For, so for the specialty lubricants business, um, that's uh, almost unheard of um, because everything we do here is very complicated. Um, it's chemistry. So it's, it's, uh, it's, um, it's harder than just a general, you know, widget type sale. Um, so yeah, what else can we do? So now, now we're doing things like um, soft selling and uh, uh, proactive customer service, where we can go to our customers and say, "Here's the status of your order," or uh, that request that you had. You know, some things that were taking us sometimes a week or two weeks to do on the on the inquiry side are now taking us less than 24 hours. So our customers are definitely seeing the difference. Um, but then let's go back to the supervisors who are now not supervising anymore. They've now got their teams out here and they, they can develop their teams rather than just, you know, fend off emails the entire day. So it's a, it's a much better experience than it was in the past. Chris, thanks for sharing your journey and, and walking us through what that looked like. You know, I'm curious for your staff, your people, did you see this have an impact? You talked about the supervisors for the other folks. Did it seem like folks were more engaged? What impacts in general did it have on team morale or, or oh, you know, it, your, it your staff? It huge. So first of all, we did not, you know, a lot of companies look at AI or, or automated, automated tools and they say, oh, well, gee, we got to, you know, in order to put this system in place, we need to reduce headcount. And that is not the focus that we took. We said, 
we need to put this in place to maintain our business and we need to keep the people that we have and even grow our team because now we're going to be transitioning from a reactive to a proactive team so it really changes the the uh the uh the complexity of what we're doing um and then on the morale side i mean how how would anybody feel if now their job has gotten easier to do right and everything is more manageable and you don't feel so overwhelmed all the time because you know exactly where you are all the time so uh, there's a lot to say for that phenomenal points yeah and in today's tight labor market right that that really matters mm-hmm. chris i'm i'm curious from you know the executive leadership perspective or maybe even folks's bottom line you know can you think of any impacts you know that have been that you've realized um, through the course of this journey well, yeah. So if you reduce your cycle time, your order to cash time by reducing the amount of time it takes you to process an order, for example, then you're increasing the amount of time that you're giving to the rest of your operation. And by doing that, your things like on-time delivery and uh, customer satisfaction, you know, they, they improve. Um, so yeah, we've definitely seen an impact from that. And I think in that, in your recent uh, earnings report, I saw revenues, revenues were up. Has it helped you take on additional work? Oh, for sure, for sure. So now we're we're no longer looking at the you know the arduous task of figuring out how we're going to get the work done every day. We know how we're going to get the work done every day, so we can now look at the value as we can contact our customers, say a soft sale, for example, and say, hey, customer, you haven't uh, you haven't ordered this product this month. You usually order every month. Can we put an order in for you? So I mean, right there, you're you're building your your bottom line. Great point. And we're totally off script here, Chris. I appreciate you, your flexibility. This is a raw, raw fireside yeah. chat. So thank That's you. That's the way I like it. One, one thing, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with is change management. You know, I'm working with an organization right now that they're actively trying to communicate how this isn't going to replace people. Um, talk to us a little bit about how, how did you overcome that barrier with, with your people? So we had to restructure our department. So we um, we got to a position where we were no longer reactive. We were in a proactive uh, posture. So we could then poll the, the 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 users, the people that are are doing the work every day, and say, okay, if you had your ideal job within customer service, what would it be? And so from that from that feedback, we were able to realign first, strategize and 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 create. Uh, specific areas. We've created a, an admin group and a, a customer support, support, which is our phone group and an order entry group. And then we found from the, the users, our employees, you know, where did you want to sit there? Which, which area would you like to focus on? And then because they were all cross-trained, they could then jump to other, you know, other areas as, as time permitted, but we could easily, you know, move a person from one area to another because we knew exactly where we stood in every, every area. Um, so it was, uh, we definitely optimized the, the uh, employee experience. Great point. Almost like a work, work stream, you know what I mean? And based on personal appetite and yeah. personal skill set, you know, you, you picked a work stream. Exactly. That, that fit them. Great so idea. if you go back to 2017, we wouldn't even dream of doing things like this because we just simply didn't have the time. Chris, let me, let me, uh, let's go big picture for a second. Five years from now, you know, what does what does customer service at Fuchs look like? What's what's next for you guys? So I see a balance between AI and e-commerce. 
um, you're still going to have your phone customers. People are still going to call us no matter how hard we try to uh, convert them. So you still have a share of that. But I see the the emphasis between AI and 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 e-commerce. Interesting. And in the self-service tools, but also the personal experience. Yeah, think? for sure. For sure. We you know we have to uh, we have to keep that in there, and that's that's where we're going to build our team more as uh, leverage them as you know soft salespeople. You know, they can go out there and 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 help us gain business, not gain necessarily gain business, but retain business and let our sales folks, sales engineers out there go and uh, build the business. Maybe we can drill down a little bit more there, because I think people are often, you know, I've heard people say my customer service team, well, they don't want to necessarily be sales reps. On the flip side, I've heard that, you know, just by offering up a, you know, material substitution or a frequently added item they are able to cross sell and upsell tactically what does that look like for folks that that uh proactive kind of yeah so so we're a, a specialty lubricants company most of the products we make are very customer specific and specialized um so most of our customer service uh, uh we call them specialists um can give you that one-stop shop feel where you can come to us for absolutely anything. Um, but what they haven't been able to do in the past is they haven't been able to really learn the new technologies as they come in. So what this does is it gives them an opportunity to learn the products and be more effective and, and helpful for a customer when they're when they're trying to uh, get some information from us. To answer those tough chemistry questions, perhaps. Well, they're not chemists, but yeah, they, yes. they can do. Uh, there's a limited amount of that for sure. Chemist light. Chris, uh, speed is something that um, can sometimes you you alluded to it in your order to cash cycle and and fulfillment times, and potentially you know in in your line of business as being a, a competitive advantage. Did you know that that was going to be a benefit from your AI journey, or was that something you experienced? You know, kind of a nice to have. Nice to have. Learn as you go. Um develop as you go. So, you know, it's, it was, certainly wasn't premeditated. So the original business case was more around labor reallocation and redeploying resources. What, yeah. how well, did you it help was, sell it? It was, it was to improve our customer experience. And, the, and the, the idea there is that we had to reduce the cycle time that it took us to enter an order or answer any other question that came in. Gotcha. So you, you chose to automate processes that were customer facing as the most impactful. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, Chris, you've lived and breathed this for, for years. Mm -hmm. Is there an area that you would like to see AI introduced for perhaps, you know, in, in no, this I, area? I absolutely do. So I love the chat GPT functionality that you've introduced. We haven't uh, implemented it such yet because we have uh, certain things we have regulations we have to get through. But uh, aside of that, I mean, being able to respond to our customers' requests without having to do anything but click a button and say yes, we agree with the response that's coming through from the from the GPT source. Um, is is you know that's groundbreaking stuff. So scary, a little scary, but uh, because it's controlled, you know, I mean that that type of information, yeah. you know, that the question gets answered and you have to review it before you send it out. Is uh, it's gonna? Is, I mean, that's even further time that we can save. So you, the more time you reduce on the medial tasks, um, the more time you have to serve your customer. It's just like. That chart, right? The menial tasks over on the left, the cool mm -hmm. stuff on the right, right? right? More time for the cool. stuff on yep. the right. Yep, correct. Any parting thoughts from your end? Um, uh, if anybody is 
is hesitant or reluctant to uh, to jump into AI or the Esker tool, I would say go for it because you're not going to know until you until you try. Don't be afraid. Just just jump in and uh, see what it can do for you. Um, if you're looking to save time uh, and money in, um, in in reducing your your order to cash cycle, then uh, then this is certainly a, a tool that that would be beneficial for that. And I'll give a subtle plug to Chris. He is all he's great about uh, jumping in, but not not to the deep end. More jumping into the shallow end, right? We started small, yep. kind of dipped our toes in the water. We got a quick win. And over the years, and it's been years, we've slowly kind of rolled out to 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 other areas and and automate other tasks. Hindsight, would you do that again? Is that I an would. approach you'd recommend for folks? I would. Um, I I would say the only thing that uh, that um, that I would want to say is that, you know, baby steps, take baby steps. Um, don't jump all in right at once because, you know, it, it might be more than you can handle. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so you know, when we looked at the Esker tool, we were looking at uh, um, order automation. And although it is an order automation tool, from the beginning, it's really a field automation tool. So it reduces your keystrokes. It doesn't necessarily eliminate them. So I don't want everybody to expect a, a you know a magic wand here that overnight everything is going to be you know different and perfect um, it takes time uh, the AI, AI tool has to learn um, so be patient with it but uh, you know when you get to that that step where you can start automating orders you'll see the real real benefits of the system Chris thank you so much for sharing your expertise your real world journey um, it is uh, immensely helpful to hear someone that's lived and breathed you know this journey so thank you for your expertise you're welcome well big thank you to chris for sitting down with nick to talk about his firsthand experience it is very much appreciated uh, if you're interested in a longer conversation about this topic you can watch the entire event that nick and chris were a part of by checking out the links in the show notes and as always if you're interested in learning more about esker you can find us at esker.com Thanks for tuning in today, and we'll talk to you next time.